0: Welcome to the CABBY Alumni Podcast, a podcast organized to promote Central Arkansas Baptist Bible Institute. CABBY exists to train, equip, and prepare ministers and servants to follow Jesus Christ and His mission throughout the world with knowledge and commitment to the inspired and infallible Word of God. For more information about CABBY, please visit www.cabbi.org. Hello and thank you for tuning in today. We have our first official episode of the CABBY Alumni Podcast up. I hope you've had an opportunity to take a listen to it. Today we are going to talk about the history of CABBY and where we want to see her go in the future and how the Alumni Association can help. And so we're going to have on uh, two great men of God who were there in the beginning uh, when the school was being formated, when the vision was being cast for this great work that cabbie does and so we have with us today dr paul carter and dr danny hill i appreciate you guys coming on today
1: hello good to be here hello good to be with you
0: yeah appreciate you guys coming on today y'all having a good day
1: had a great day how yes, about sir. you oh good day yes sir good
0: day. great day so brother paul where are you serving at now
1: uh I'm serving at uh, Fairview Missionary Baptist Church, which is in the Sardis community. Uh which would be uh really would be east, a little southeast of the Bauxite Bryant Benton area, and uh would be really I guess uh, south uh a little south of uh, Little Rock.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah. How long have you been there?
1: Uh, just finished 36 years in June, starting uh, 37 uh, years. Oh, wow.
0: You've been at that church longer than I've been alive. So I don't want you to feel old or anything.
1: Uh, ha, ha, you're funny, funny. Hey, but you know what? I didn't start here when I was nine years old, so I'm not much older than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brother Hill, where are you serving at?
2: I'm serving at Shallow Missionary Baptist Church, just south of Sheridan.
0: Nice, nice. How long have you been there?
2: Well, I just uh, started back in August, my 31st year.
0: And so you guys are a big part of CABBY. Brother Paul, you're the president, is that right?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: And Brother Hill, you're the chancellor or vice president and registrar and dean okay dean yeah that dean i knew that (laughs) Mm -hmm. why don't you let us know what year did cabbie begin how was it started who was involved and how'd the ball get rolling
1: uh you want me to answer that since i was uh, one of the three founding five okay uh it began Really, in the fall of twenty o one, but we had started the process a little before that, actually, I had been associated with a school out of Alabama, one of our schools and and so I was helping at that time, I helped uh, uh, who is now Dr. Anthony Tropp. I was working with him to get his um, master's degree. and so uh, I had worked with him for a couple of two or three years and he got his master's degree. And so having done that, uh, about early 2000, I believe, 2001, actually, um, they had a young man, which is still with a uh, cabbie, by the way, named Sean Collins, who had actually surrendered to the ministry. And Sean was attending the University of Arkansas at Little Rock. But uh, he wanted to get, uh, you know, one or two Bible classes under him uh, uh, while he was attending the university kind of helped him along. And so uh, Anthony had actually called me and asked me if we could work with uh, uh, Brother Sean with his school out of Alabama. And so I actually I said, well, I'll let you know. So anyway, I called my friend over there, and he said, well, sure, y'all can just go under our auspices, and you can work with him. And so. Uh, when i told anthony that then about uh, a day later uh, we set up a meeting with him and uh, dr glenn tropp who is gone to be with the lord now and so we sat in there and talked for a while about uh, getting one started and so that's really the history of it and so uh, we began under the really under the auspices of working with uh, one of our seminaries out of um, a- out of alabama And then as time pressed uh, along, uh, which was really uh, about a year into it, maybe two years into it, uh, things developed in Alabama that uh, wasn't good. And so the president of that school called me and said they were about to lose the school to an independent uh, school over there, an independent Baptist, to be frank with you. And so at that time, uh, we decided that we would – Form our own school by the name of, of the Central Arkansas Baptist Bible Institute, and we talked about who would be the sponsor and so forth and so on. And we were going to be co-sponsors originally with Sharon and Dr. Glenn Tropp Said, you know, Brother Carter said, I love you so much, and said, uh, I think it'd be just really better if uh, if uh, Fairview would sponsor the school, and we can meet here at Sharon Baptist Church and. And so that's what we did. And so that fall, we started, we didn't announce it or anything. We started with um, uh, Sean and and word had actually got out. And so we started with Sean and about uh, a day or two later, we had another student. So we ended up with two students and word got out. And the next semester, we ended up with four. And then the next semester, we doubled and and uh so that's basically what happened we got up to about 20 if uh dr hill will remember of course dr hill came on with us actually before yes. we even got into the 20s and i was working wow. with uh i was working with him and he finished up his masters and and doctorate really uh probably uh and, and he was teaching uh the greek uh Probably about the second or third year, weren't you, uh, Doctor Hill? Yes, sir.
2: I, I, it was 2002 when I received my master's okay. degree, so it was probably 2000, the fall of 2000, starting my starting to work on it,
1: and yeah. I was teaching shortly after that. Anyway, right, right. Hmm. So that's how it began, and uh, you know, God's just really uh, multiplied it and blessed it, and. You know, we didn't uh, advertise for a long time. In fact, uh, we didn't uh, go out and ask for support, any kind of support. The first uh, faculty there for many years, uh, we don't pay any compensation. We give them a love offering, as you well know, uh, in the uh, December, the fall semester, and then, of course, at graduation. There's no weekly or monthly compensation, but the first faculty and Danny, you'll remember this, uh, got absolutely no money because we had no money. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. and then I think the first time that we ever gave them a love offering was, uh, you know, 18 weeks of uh, teaching. I think it was about a hundred dollars, maybe 150.
0: Mm-hmm. So how yeah, so was really it began. like those uh, early days?
2: What was it like the early days? Uh, well, um, uh, it was a whole lot like it is right now, uh, but we didn't have as many students, didn't have as many instructors at the time, but, uh, what I was going to say that, uh, we started out with two students, but, uh, over the years, since, at least since I've been keeping records at, at the school, we have had over 300 students come through Cabby. Amen. and, uh, I think it's not all of them graduated. Some of them come and got a class or two, or some of them got a degree, you know, but uh, we've touched a lot of uh, people's lives through the ministry of this school. Hmm. Um, I think uh, one of the things that I remember so much back, back then was uh, how close we were as student faculty, we're still that way today, you know. It's we, we've got more that we have to deal with and what have you, but we still have a good repertoire with our our students, Amen. Amen.
0: So, what was I the like initial uh vision for Cabbie and have we stayed on course with that?
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, the initial visit really began with uh, um. Uh, even before 2000s, back in the 90s, actually, probably really uh, the mid-90s or or before that, and I had been working with uh, some other schools, not in our association, but uh, I'd been working with them, and uh, some people uh, would call me in contact and find out that, uh, uh, you know, that was back then, before really what the internet really became really popular, but there was a lot of schools that did what they called directed studies, which included uh, where the student would um, uh, do their work uh, at home. And then um, uh, at least two or three times a year uh, for a week long, they'd, they would go to the campus and do what they called their module and get their own campus. And so um, a lot of student, there was a lot of people out there that had gone to college or perhaps had gone to seminary one or two years and had really never finished their degree and wanted to, you know, they wanted to finish. They just had that burden to do so. So they contacted me and and wanted to know if I'd work with them or if I could, you know, direct them in the right way. And uh, so there was a lot of interest out there. And that's really what uh, I guess piqued my interest is the fact that as I began to research, I found out that there was more preachers than you realized who had attended part of seminary maybe one year maybe two maybe three maybe even three and a half and and for one reason or another they were never able to finish their degree and so uh, really they reached out to me and that's really the vision of how I, I guess it really got started and and uh, and part of that, one of the things that we based our school off of is the fact that I really believed in, and we still talk about this quite a bit, that the uh, faculty and the students um, are, are, you know, if they come there and they uh, they have surrendered to preach, that uh, they're God called just like I am. There's no big eyes and little U's can Cappy. Yeah, and amen. so we have, uh, we, we, uh have really built this and from day one when we would start having faculty members we talked about the importance of fellowship and we talked about the importance of mentorship and we still hold that principle today yeah
2: amen brother hill do you have anything to add to that well other than other than what he said there that uh, you know we offer a one-day school and um, a lot of guys they work jobs or they pastor churches and It's difficult for them to go to a five- or a four-day school schedule. So um, this just offers a a solution to students that are not able to uh, finish their seminary degree, uh, to give them opportunity to work in their church, to work on a job to support their family. and uh, It's just a good thing for a lot of people.
0: So the idea to offer one day a week for working pastors has always been kind of the vision for CABBY? Or was there dreams at one time to have more than one day a week?
1: I, I think not say uh, no. <laughs> Go yeah, ahead,
2: brother. Yeah. I think we just, uh, it's always kind of been a part of that. Uh, you know, i I don't, I think the one day school is just the, the, one of the main purposes that were there so that we can mm-hmm. offer to those that are not able, you know, we're not in right. in competition with any other uh, seminary or anything like that, but we're just meeting the need that uh, the other seminaries are not giving. So, mm-hmm. um, but Paul, you agree with that? Or?
1: I, I agree with that. One of the reasons, of course, we chose Monday is of course, you know, following Sunday right after you, and, and then, that would get you get your uh, education uh, on a Monday, and then you'd have the rest of the week to uh, do your ministry, so to speak. And one of the things that I realized when I was going to school and things of that nature, and Dr. Hill can uh, uh, maybe speak on this further, was the fact that you end up going five days a week, half a day, or maybe not even half a day. And uh, so, you know, Uh, It just takes up, uh, if you drive in somewhere or or whatever you do for a half a day, uh, you know, your other part of your day, it's it's almost, I hate to say it, but you almost felt like it was wasted. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's a one-day, very intense study, and it gets the job done. Yeah, amen, amen.
0: So what are the benefits and challenges of meeting one day a week?
1: well i think I just answered that in yeah. fact uh uh you know just uh, uh having the rest of the week to um uh to do your ministry and and the challenges is the fact that uh it's uh it's not uh it's not easy and those that have uh, gone there know that it's very intense and you know you start early in the morning and uh you go till uh uh late in the evening or at least you know, not real late in the evening, but uh, you know that makes a long day. So you know you're you're pretty tired and pretty wore out. But at least you know you've got that done, and then you can do the rest of your ministry uh, during the week, as well as uh, get your homework. Homework. You did hear that, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that that is
2: a challenge in itself, sometimes with some students. But anyway. Most of them do a right. pretty good job. Right. I,
0: I guess one of the things about one day a week is you don't have that constant reminder for homework. So it does take a little bit of discipline to pace everything out and make sure you get it turned in.
1: Right. Yes.
0: Yeah. So what do you? what is something you guys think CABBY does really well?
1: Well, I so,
0: think that
2: uh, we've got the... Best instructors with a real good curriculum uh, for pastoral ministry or just Christian ministry in itself, yeah. uh, right. and and we offer uh, degrees in theology and biblical languages, apologetics, and biblical studies, and uh, and of course we also offer masters and doctorate degrees in theology and Bible languages, but. It's just, uh, I think one of the best things going for us is our uh, instructors and our and our curriculum, and then our our students too. Because if you don't have dedicated students to do the work that we're calling on them to do, because it's, as Brother Paul has said, it's intensive. Uh, well, you're, you're slacking something there, and I think it's it's. Uh, it's I think that's the good thing about what's going on at our school right now.
0: do you agree with that, Brother Paul?
1: Yeah, I agree with it one hundred percent. You know, we've got uh, 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 we've got some of the best uh, men and, and men who are dedicated, uh, and you know that they're dedicated to come there. I mean, I've told them on a number of occasions. I've apologized several times to them in faculty meetings and individually. About the fact that uh, you know that we we don't really pay them a whole lot of money and and just give them really a love offering and and every one of them would um, to be quite frank and honest with you they would uh, be there no matter whether they got paid or not in fact they they have told me that on a number of occasions that uh, the reason they're there is because they love the word of God they love the students and they have a deep uh, this is one of the things that really makes uh, Cabbie stand out with their faculty is the fact that they're so dedicated to those students and to the school, and uh, you know they want to uh, they want the best for the students and they're there because they want to be there, not because they're paid to be there. And if you've gone to college like I have and and been around some of the professors, you're you know you find you find through all of my years of college, you find very, very few uh, professors that actually will take an interest in you. And these guys take an interest in their students. Amen. They do as much teaching outside the classroom as they do in the classroom. They do that by phone. They do that by uh, even meeting with students. If a student wants to talk to them about something, And one of the things that really uh, built, uh, you know, uh, cabbie is the fact that uh, during our lunchtime, we all meet together, we all eat together, faculty and student body. It's not it's not that we have a faculty room over here like uh, they did at colleges, you know. They, they got this uh, uh, quarantined area over here, and you don't dare cross that because that's, that's the holy ground, and you don't dare come over there. Well, that's not the way it is with cabbie. And so we meet together, we eat together, we fellowship together. And during that period of time, we, you know, we discuss different things of interest that we have, and, and and also the Bible on occasions too. We get that, a lot of that in classroom, but but you know, there there's more to it, you know. It's a fellowship.
0: Well, it's a discipleship. It's and fellowship. When, we, when the students see that the teachers care, then they're going to get more out of it. I heard a student recently say that you can get uh, a whole class worth, uh, just for having a five minute conversation in the hallway, you know, sharing your heart, sharing oh, yeah. what's going on at church. And so that's something that I think that Cabby does really well is the fellowship, the discipleship, the intimacy. Uh, you're not going yeah. through the motions. You feel like you're really right. growing with a council of men and women yeah. that, that want to help you and see you succeed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know one of the things that I discovered when I went off to college is uh you, you go in there you're intimidated anyway and you go in and then you you uh, come up against a professor that uh you, you know that really you, you could just tell really isn't interested in you and they don't want any questions and they don't want any comments for you. You just sit back and keep your little mouth shut, you know? But that's not the way it is. Uh you know you learn from one another even even today at my age and and still uh teaching at cabby uh the students uh, make a lot of good comments and a lot of uh and their biblical base that you know perhaps that uh maybe i hadn't thought of but i sure learned from them
0: brother hill is that your experience
2: too oh yeah yeah it's uh it's amazing i I consider myself a student for life, and just because I might be an instructor doesn't mean I'm still not learning. I'm learning a lot, and I learn a lot from my students. I learn a lot from my fellow instructors as well, so it's just a a good thing for everybody concerned.
1: Yeah, I can give you one example right quick, and then I know you want to go to some other questions, but when I entered my freshman year of of college I actually was taking a chemistry course and at this particular college we had 270 students in this one classroom and the professor walks in and he looks up he's down below and he looks up and he says well I see that I've got enrolled in this class 270 of you people And he said, I want to tell you something right now. I guarantee you, and that's his words, I guarantee you by the last drop date, he said, I guarantee you that 80% of y'all will be gone from this class. I want to see who really want to major in chemistry and who really want to be doctors. Well, of course, the reason I enrolled in that is because I had enrolled in a pre-med program. And so I looked around. And everybody, those people started to get up, and they were already dropping the class, walking out on him. And so <laughs> the first uh, the first six weeks of that class, he gave a test every Friday, and he made it uh, where no one, I think, really could pass. And I thought I knew chemistry. And so the first six weeks, not a single soul in that class passed. And then finally, on the seventh week, which was, of course, the last drop date uh, for Uh, that semester he said uh, well we finally had some people that passed the test and he stood up from behind his desk he walked over to a little table and he said the uh the people that passed that test can stand on the four corners of this desk there was one c three d's and the rest of you sorry people and that's exact exact words the rest of you sorry people failed again Hmm. Now, you don't find that at CABBY. No.
0: No, it was like he was already setting them up for failure and expecting it and seemed like he oh, was yeah. encouraging it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you definitely won't find yeah, that at That was wasn't my experience.
2: The... Go ahead, brother. Yeah, Hill. We only want the best for the students. We, we want to see them succeed, and we have seen a lot Amen. of them succeed.
0: Yeah, yes, it's we not have. a school where the professors are trying to justify their big salaries. It's not somewhere where you're giving out degrees, uh, prestigious degrees for people to go work Fortune 500 companies. These are ministers right. and uh, women of faith that want to learn scripture. They want to serve their church. They want to reach their community. Right. And so right. we're invested in them growing, not justifying having a school and Getting a that's degree correct. and a name on a piece of paper, and so yeah, I I love cabbie, and I, I that's why I feel like we needed an association just to help it grow more, get more people yes. aware about what cabbie right. is offering. Right. And so, where is somewhere that you think cabbie can improve, and maybe the association can help in that
2: area? i have- I think that uh, advertisement would be great. I'm surprised how many people uh, in our churches don't know about our school or other seminaries in our work. And uh, we've been to associations, been, Brother Paul has went to churches, individual churches, and we've uh, tried our best to uh, uh, participate in the association, and we're in the American Baptist Association of Theological Schools and our name gets out there but it doesn't seem that it gets to our what we would call lay members and uh, so uh I don't know I don't know the answer to this but somehow we need to uh get the word out a lot more. A lot yeah, better. I
0: know as a alumni association we've already talked about helping with promotional material and I'm sure Mm -hmm. getting word out about this podcast that way uh, we can get some information about the school out to churches that if they have a young man or a young lady that wants to uh, study the scriptures someone who's surrendered the ministry they can say hey well listen to this podcast it's got good information and if they're interested in attending cabbie they'll they'll know that we're here right So I guess the next question I want to get to is, where do we see Cabby in 5, 10, 15 years
2: from now? I'd like to see it in heaven myself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Amen to that. I'll go for that, you know.
2: (laughs) I don't don't know, personally. One thing that's been on my mind for some time, Brother Paul knows what I'm talking about, but anyway... uh, you know, 10, 15 years from now, me and Brother Paul might be too old for all of this. I don't know, but uh, he's better shaped than I am. But I'm I'm kind of like look forward to a new set of in, instructors and administrators, and, and hopefully we'll have more students. Part of what we we're trying to do, not only prepare students for the ministry, as pastors and uh, church workers. Is also to prepare students to take our places when we're not able to do it anymore.
1: Yeah, in fact, Just we're in time. fact, uh, yeah, in fact, Brother Woods, we're doing that right now. We're already. Right. Uh, it's not like that uh, we're on the last leg, you know. But uh, we are, as uh, Doctor Hill said, uh, we've got uh, some fantastic guys that have come up through the years, and we've got some students now. But we've had some that. Have just really, uh, really shown a great interest in um, cabbie and shown a great interest in, in uh, teaching there, and so we're bringing them on little by little, and uh, we've got uh, got a lot of men in the wings that are really capable of of teaching and going on and taking this further than than uh, we were able to do it. Yeah,
0: they uh, passing the mantle. I know uh, mm-hmm. we're starting to grow with online classes, and I know that that's something that could benefit a lot of people <clears> and may grow in the future.
2: Yeah, uh, you
1: know, uh, of course, Dr. Hill will tell you, you know, we, we've been talking about this from the faculty for a long time. And, I, and, and really, I'm the one that's resisted it for so many, so many years. And I just felt the the need of being in class. And and in fact, you talk to uh, presidents and deans and registrars and just uh, people in general. uh, You cannot replace the classroom, and they know that, whether you're online or whatever you're doing. That's just uh, an invaluable thing. Uh, You just can't put a price tag on it. But I realize that uh, things are moving on and technology and really – You know, uh, when this uh, COVID thing hit, uh, we really kind of forced our hand to do that. And one of the things about CABBY is the fact that, um, you know, we can, we can, we don't have to wait uh, two or three years uh, to make a decision. When we see something, uh, for example, when we see um, new curriculum that we need to be teaching, And we're, we're preparing pastors for the 21st century. Okay. And so when we see a need like that, uh, uh, we can do it immediately. And and I think we've done a good job at doing that. And we are offering some classes and we are offering some classes online. And that's one of the things that Dr. Hill was talking about. Those are some of the things that we need to, uh, advertise a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, I tell you, you know, it costs you anywhere from uh, probably a thousand dollars would be the easiest. I mean, the cheapest that you could get, all the way up to two or three thousand dollars a course by a lot of these schools, and uh, for an online class. And CABI charges a fifty-dollar registration fee and a hundred dollars for the class online, mm-hmm. and you get the, you know, you get the same things you get in the classroom. And it's not that, uh, talking about advertising, it's not that Cabbie's not well known because we are well known. By the way, surprisingly, not in just Arkansas, all over the United States, people have heard about the school. Amen. Right. That's good.
0: That's what we like to see. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Cabbie grow, uh, get the word out. Uh, like you said, get some, pass the mantle on and keep the work
1: going. So I like it. And so what do you guys go ahead? Let me, let me just say this right quick. It's like, you know, I, uh, I'm old enough and Danny's old enough to remember that, you know, I know a lot of um, uh, contractors over my years and most of them don't, uh, a a lot of them that don't advertise uh, their contractor business, but they get advertisement by the quality of work they put out their personality. And, uh, uh, they stay busy all the time when even uh, big contractors are sweating it out because, you know, they put all that money into their equipment, their advertising, and things of that nature. And, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, word of mouth, and you're doing the right thing, okay? And you're treating people right, like uh, they need to be treated. And, uh, uh, you know, that makes a big difference.
0: Yeah. Amen. Amen. What would you guys like to see the Alumni Association do for CABBY?
2: Well, I think what you're doing with this podcast is the first thing that I commend you for, and I think it's doing yes, real man. good and to yep. keep, that, keep that going on. Um, I know some of the talk has been possibly helping out the students uh, with uh, um, scholarships is what I'm trying to say. Uh, and the advertisement, like you mentioned just a minute ago, uh, I would really, really like to see some help on that as well. Sure. Um, there's a lot of things uh, that we're going to discover as we go in through, through this Alumni Association that will help our school out, help our instructors out, and our, our students out as well. So okay. it's, a, it's an ongoing process, I think, and we yep. need to keep this thing going.
1: I will say I will say this, uh, and, and I, you know, I'm a member of uh, alumni of several schools. But I will tell you, the backbone of the school is really the alumni association. I had um, uh, I had a VP of a seminary uh, speak to me one time. Called me up, asked me if he could have lunch, and, and he was driving in and and said that uh, he wanted to talk to me, and so I said. Because uh, he had heard about Cabby, wanted to know more about Cabby. And and so, uh, one of the first things that I talked to him about, I said, Well, how's your, you know, what about your alumni association? Of course, we didn't have one at that time. And thank God for you, uh, Brother Woods, that you're getting this going. It's been a vision of mine a long time to get somebody to just take it by the reins and, and carry it on. But I told him then, I said, uh, If you really want uh, your seminary or any college, any university to grow, you've got to work with your alumni and you can't ignore them. And I think that's one of the things that this school had been doing was ignoring uh their former students and their alumni. And I don't want that yeah. to ever happen at canby. Never.
2: Amen.
0: Yeah. Amen. I really love Brother Lynn Baxter's idea about assigning a alumni to a new student as a mentor to reach out and just say, Hey, I'm here. You have any questions? We could you need anything? Just let yes. me know. I really loved yes. that idea.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things is that the alumni can help in that. Like you say, when you, when you start uh, college or you start a seminary, you're, you know, and you walk in on your first day, you know, you're scared to death to begin with. And, and so uh, the alumni can be there, and they can and they can really help uh, those students, so that they we don't we don't want anybody to ever feel intimidated. And you know, if you've been there, uh, you know, you walk in. That's the first thing you feel like is, you know, at a, at a school you feel like that uh, maybe I shouldn't be here or I feel intimidated. Well, we don't want any student to ever. I don't care if it's day one or if it's uh, after they graduated and, and whatever to feel like they're have uh intimidated
0: yeah amen amen well gentlemen i really appreciate you sitting down with us i'm sure maybe we can have you guys back on in the future and I be pray glad for to. your churches i pray so. for cabbie and again i appreciate you guys any final words or thoughts
1: Now, I appreciate you, Brother Woods, uh, doing what you're doing, and uh, uh, you're one of our young faculty members, and uh, I uh, really just uh, am thankful for that. I've had you in class, and and I will just say this to y'all that will be listening. uh, He's a great student. I guarantee you that.
2: (laughs) Amen. He's a pretty good instructor, too. (laughs)
1: Yeah, he
2: is. Yeah, I'll pay you later for that (laughs) tug.
0: Thank you for tuning in today, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, for more information on Cabbie, please visit www.cabbi.org. God bless.